0: Praise the Lord. Well, how wonderful. <laughs> yeah, welcome home for five minutes. <laughs> so you went home to your church and they splattered oil on you and manhandled you and pushed you on the ground, rolled you around. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like that happens all around the world. Isn't that great? George, you come up and tell us a bit about the time away.
1: Oh, Surely the uh, like the prophetic word over this word over this church is that the uh, you know, it's like a fruitful bower isn't it? it? Goes way over the walls and so far-reaching. Taiwan is the most exciting place to go right now. It's like a revival happening in Taiwan. Even the people in Singapore say, "This is a revival atmosphere." Why? One is um, it's penetrating like all the pillars of society. Like there's about seven mountains in society. There's actually Christians in all the high places that are, that are standing unashamedly. The church we are in had over 140 celebrities. And they are just unashamedly sharing the gospel on TV, concerts, and everywhere. And actually, I liked before when I said to Shirley I hadn't been in anyone's home. We actually went to three homes while we were there. <laughs> the first one's the advisor to the prime minister. <laughs> he actually used to lecture him when he was a boy. And he still speaks into his, his heart and, and tries to give him advice. Mr. Ma is the present uh, Prime Minister. This guy is actually the, the guy who is his, his main advisor. Lovely Christian man, and we went to his home to pray for him and his wife and his family. It's just amazing, the homes we went to. Another home, and you don't just um, meet these people anywhere. Actually, you go to them and they call you. <laughs> it's a whole pecking order there when you get to that level. Um, the guy that's the CEO of J.P. Morgan called us and invited us to go and pray for his father. And actually, his father the next day was going to see his friend, the the King of Jordan. (laughs) He was about to go and and just hang out with his friend and and speak at a conference there. But just before he went, and his friends are all over the world like that. You know, these are his mates. Then this man is a mighty, also a mighty man of God. They're men of integrity. They may not even attend church, but boy, are they God-fearing and they've got God's wisdom and integrity. And we had a family dinner at this home with his two children and grandchildren, I was about 13 of us around a big family table. But again, you had great wisdom. You just keep him the centre of attention and draw out of this mighty man what he was going to share at this conference. And there were keys that made Taiwan the nation it is today, actually. So, And then you went to that, that man who owns a bank, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He needed prayer too. So, but that's... <laughs> that's the level that has been opening up, no? And, and these people, uh, one of their biggest... Um, Celebrities, Jay Chow, Mike prayed for last time. You know, he's so well known all over Asia, and he never cried in 10 years, I think, until he got prayer from Mike. But God is opening up every level of society in Taiwan to, to the gospel. But the church we went to, about 3,000 in the church, had 1,500 saved in that one week. It's unbelievable. Now I said, how does this happen? Because they're invited to meetings with the power of God as poured out, people are being delivered and healed and set free, but they pray they said every day, they've got a list of names they pray for some people brought 30 from their workplace to the meetings and they'd all been prayed for and covered in prayer and at the right time and God's moving, they brought handfuls, you know, bunches, big groups of people from their workplaces to these meetings, and that's how it happened they wouldn't, they, they're held accountable for praying for their unsaved and, and they bring them and, of course, to bring them to a meeting where the power of God is poured out, they just, I mean, even the basement is just chock. All the corridors, there's little chairs in all the corridors. Every space in that church is filled with people. Most of them are watching it on the TV no screen. <laughs> uh, so it's a huge privilege to go there. We went to several churches there. The church that's meeting in 101, the tallest building, it used to be the tallest building, we had a freedom retreat with these people. And um, just the power of God setting them free, delivering them. They've started a whole new type of church called I Am, which is on a Friday night, which they use celebrities. It's a low level kind of easy to bring your friend to church because it's not too churchy. It's a bit more like we're used to, actually. (laughs) But it was, you know, bright music, lots of all the um, technical gear and celebrities singing, but they're getting the gospel. And so many of them were saved. And they get just a daily text on their phone. Everything's very technical. But they're being nurtured and encouraged and, and discipled. And, and so that was one type of church. And we went to, um, oh, there's three different churches, I think. Yeah. It's hard to remember now. But the main thing is, is there's a move of God happening there. And it's reaching all of China because Taiwan is just like a, an island off China. And, and they've got such a passion to reach China right up to the Middle East. So I wonder, we know, why God is raising up that nation. But we talked to one businessman. He said, look, we're a small island. We've got China there, and for years, they could shoot us down at any time. So we're always ready for change. We're always ready to, to do something different, just ready to, to, to shift and change. And hugely entrepreneurial, hugely, um, you know, they're just hard, hard working. long days, like 80-hour weeks is nothing to them. It's just huge workforce, but they've got passion for God, and every level of society are all givers, 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 givers. One guy, we had to pump him out. He's got a a business doing bags and things. But he supports so many orphanages and educates so many children. And more than half his business is going to to the poor. Mm -hmm. And they just like that as business people. They're just huge givers. Um, And then we went from there to Singapore this last week. um, There's several things. Probably the most impacting thing for me in Singapore was having our adopted daughter, Josephine and Steve there. It was just the time to invest back into them, you know. You you give up a child, and then you do so much damage. But the huge privilege of God's restoring grace to have be able to um, invite them to come with us there, and to be under such a pouring out of God's Spirit, deep deliverance, deep roots, just came out of them, is under that huge prevailing atmosphere. I mean, it's just, God, who could do something like that? But create an opportunity of 800 in a Bible school where just waves of the Spirit were happening. They just couldn't believe it. It was only in the car as we were going to the last restaurant she shared with us what a struggle it was for her to actually get saved. I mean, it took 20 years or so. You think, God, how long is it going to take? But she said when she said she was going to come last Easter here, for that whole week she had vomiting and diarrhea, And demonic resistance actually to getting saved. I didn't even know that. But you pay against these antichrist and Masonic spirits as a a warfare around salvation. Mm. You have our own daughter, you know. All that time, and it was these powerful spirits. When Mike was praying for, I think he was thinking of our own family line, Masonic stuff and antichrist stuff and stuff. But actually in her own adopted line too, her grandfather was into communism and um and you know, Masonic stuff. So there's just huge demonic stuff, and and yet to have an opportunity for that just to be day after day just healed and delivered. I thought God is amazing. And, and the Sunday services where Owen was at, might woven to his um, sermon, the message of you know even the message that you, the messages you make in life and the things you do that are done. Um, God turns them around, and he wove in the story of, of Josephine. And then he said, and that daughter's with us today. And they put the cameras on her and Steve. And just people's hearts Jeez, were just so everywhere. melted. Just huge older courses, People's hearts are touched. Also in Singapore on a Sunday meeting, I think 500 people got saved that day. We yeah. both shared the story of Josephine and showed a video clip. And people just can't believe what God would do. And they came out hundreds, you know. And just, it's it's just,
0: yeah, God is like it. Amazing, yeah. Wonderful. It was was great. So it's been a very productive time. Just appreciate Pastor Lynn and the staff and others who have laboured just to keep the church alive. Coming back, it's very vibrant and alive. Meeting's wonderful. I appreciate that greatly because God has called us to do so much. And uh, just this last time away, a bit longer than we've been before, but <clears throat> we only had one day off in the three and a half weeks, I think and every other day there were meetings, usually at least two a day and uh, sometimes there were appointments as well and uh, it was just—it amazing, we started off in Kaohsiung right down the very uh, bottom of, of Taiwan started, uh, young churches there worked to help them, they saw people saved they were stunned how many got saved I think there were about 80, 100 people saved in the two nights and uh, when you know the church is less than 100 then, uh, then that was a big deal and uh, so it was just amazing, the power of God came we went to another church and had great miracles there it was just really wonderful to see the miracles so I hope we can pull some pictures and, and maybe a little video clip out from the stuff they've given us uh, we had uh, one in one leaders semi- uh, meeting, we did some training in two mornings and uh, we had one of the ladies walk into church she saw this guy, a young man who looked really depressed he's struggling along on this walking stick walker thing and uh, he had an accident six years ago. Had been in a coma for months. Had been in a wheelchair, and now I was just on a stick. But he was depressed and suicidal. She so will come on in then So she brought him in, and the joy on his face as he was able to get off the walking stick and start to walk. You could see him. Oh, you could just see the look on his face after all that time, like a whole new lease of life. And we saw several people like that get off walkers. Uh, a woman that uh, came in, an older woman, and the joy in her face, and I saw her walking back out of the building without the walker, someone, I don't know where the walker went, but I've learned, get rid of the walker the moment they get off it, because otherwise they lean on it and lose the healing. But, and so we had some uh, people saved there as well, we went to Taiwan to a, a range of churches there, I had spoken good TV, inspired and helped the staff there, and uh, then spoke uh, to leaders, spoke to various people in private houses. And uh, again, it's amazing to see the tremendous needs there are. But what I'm impressed by is just how God is invading every area of the society. It's, just, it's quite a phenomenon, and I don't know any other country like it. And th- th- those that are in those places use their influence to advance the gospel. In New Zealand, a lot of people don't do anything except keep quiet about their faith, but not so there. Everyone uh, uh, that we spoke to uses their influence to advance the gospel, so you can imagine when you get a whole lot of media, pop stars, TV stars, and they're all out there putting a pull for people to get saved, that's one of the reasons they get a lot of people in The big reason is the prayer, personal prayer, prayer by name for people, that's what's getting people saved, and I was awakened to that again when I heard Josephine's testimony of, uh, of the manifestations in her life once she made the decision how much demonic opposition there was just to coming to christ and perhaps that's uh we'll just need to to uh encourage in the church in that area for the next season that we begin to really give us, us to praying for the lost again and start to rekindle that again you get knocked back at disappointments but it's time to get to go again eh? into the battle into the warfare so we uh we taught, we had a um Uh, went to Gordon's church. Now, this is amazing. I I met him uh, when I went to Good TV some years ago, prophesied over him about change. He left within six months and pioneered a church. church is now over 800. He's let someone pastor that. He's now planted one in 101, which is the number one business building in the center. It's the hub of the business district of Taiwan, and that church is now just overflowing with business people and um, also uh, people in the entertainment industry, so because of the nature of that and the people coming in, they started another church, so now he's got three churches he's pioneered, the other one is a sort of directed towards young people and uh, that, that they hold on a Friday night and uh, it just rocked, man I loved it, it was just pumping with lights and noise that's my kind of meeting, uh, lights, noise young people, great, so it was great, it rocked and uh, we we pre- and it was jammed with people every age, we had an altar call, there were hundreds saved, hundreds came forward, about 300 I think came forward that night just to get saved. It was just jam-packed with people, giving their lives to Christ. Then the meetings with New Life, New Life as I say is an unusual church, it's been a great privilege to partner with them, when we started they were about 800, they're now about 3,000 and uh, we've gone back every year, I've spent work training their leaders. I try to invest as much as possible in training and getting people, getting the move of the Spirit into a church A lot of churches you can't do that because they don't retain anything, they just don't make room for the Holy Ghost And so we we've worked with them and every night, I had evangelistic meetings every day and oh man did they rock, they were jammed, jammed to the gunnels And when the altar call time came, they were streaming out, weeping as they gave their lives to Christ, people get saved, people then coming up and then massive uh, things for deliverance afterwards we'd have altar calls for deliverance and there'd be screams and shouts and stuff like that. just amazing going on and uh, it was just wonderful to see the pull of God and to see the people come so alive to the harvest and uh, it, it's an unusual place Taiwan they do stuff there you, you, you just couldn't do it here uh, just, you just, it's Taiwan and so they're really into fashion in Taiwan so the pastor come up with this thing called Jesus fashion so they have this program called Jesus Fashion. So if Chinese are into fashion, so they see the word fashion, they come. So they ran a concert for three nights with celebrities, Jesus Fashion. Jesus Fashion is about following the trend to walk with Jesus and do the things of Jesus. And, 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 and so they've got this Jesus Fashion t-shirts and gear and stuff everywhere. And they had 10,000 came over three nights. And that three and a half thousand came to Christ. I still can't work out what Jesus fashion is, but whatever it is, it's extremely popular. They, they've actually made it popular by talking about it all the time, incessantly talking. It comes up in every meeting, Jesus fashion, and, and everyone's into Jesus fashion. Pastor's dyed his hair purple, and uh, you know, the, the whole thing is just, you just, I haven't got enough to die, I'm sorry. Hmm? What lawyer's. Oh yeah, yeah. had one, one, one husband, he was a man was a lawyer, he's a judge, he came up and got saved and started coming to the church and his wife came and she's a lawyer and she'd come to sort of have a look at what was going on there and just to show it all up for just being a lot of nonsense and to drag him home so she came along but she got so touched by God she found herself up near the front and I looked at her and she began to break down and weep and she got dramatically saved, her whole life changed and totally transformed we just seeing people after people. So, on, on, on the Sunday, we, we showed the clip uh, which, we've, which Sarah put together of uh, just of us meeting Josephine many years ago, and just what's happened since then. And the whole church was weeping, so we had 550 come up and got saved that day. And uh, just unbelievable, just people after people. Then we went from there to uh, City Harvest in Singapore. I've been going to City Harvest for nearly 20 years. One of the things I you ha- learn things over time. One of things I've learned is that long-term commitment is, is essential to form, to be a fruit-bearer. And so uh, someone was just sharing me, uh, since they started the Bible school, I have personally trained more than 5,000 leaders. And, uh, and many of those have gone and started churches. Now, they didn't realize that, but for the last six or seven years, they've had about 80 students every year coming from China. And they've discovered that they've gone back, and many of them have started churches. And they've got these churches, 200, 300, 400, all over the place, and they all have our DNA. All have our DNA. They've got the power of God flowing in the meetings, and things are happening in there. And, and, and that week in Bible school is the life transformer for the students. So the power of God came. We taught them how to flow with the Spirit, flow with the power of God, taught them how to move in deliverance, and then got into it. And God just came. The power of God came down. Screams and shouts and hundreds of people, just all sorts of things going on. So it was, it was a wonderful week. It was my, my kind of heaven. I just love that sort of thing. I'm absolutely in my own. The more noisy and the rioter it gets, the better it is. See, God coming and lives getting set free. So we had people weeping and the most incredible stories you could imagine. And I've had to trust that God does things that we don't really understand could take place he does them in spite of us not knowing all the things to pray for people have dramatic encounters with god and get shifted in that environment and uh, of course the students have been praying and fasting for 2 weeks so by the time i come there they're all hot and ready to go and uh, it was great you could see the presence of god sometimes just suddenly sweep like a wave and people set free this is and, and it's the overflow of what we have here we must value what we have and then take what we have into our own community let people in our own community get touched Amen We have more than we realise far more than we realise but uh, we see also that God's opening up a uh, significant number of doors I, I do get lots of invitations, most of them I just turned down but the big ones that are opening now are through media I've had three distinct doors open in media four actually now uh, that are open for me now it's just a matter of working what to do and which way to go that the potential of reaching millions of people is now right there in front of us. So we have it through Pakistan, of course, but also through Good TV. And the church there, that one we've just told you, New Life, uh, uh, getting a whole new building facility set up with a media centre and, and a plan to actually extensively invade the internet and to use uh, the ministry of the Spirit to touch people's lives. So very, very powerful. And so we all play our part. We all do what we can. But we're all here, and God wants to work through us here. So again, I want to thank you all for praying for us all the time we're away, for just working hard to keep the church alive, keep the church in a place of vibrancy and life. You've got to fight for it. It's just not You don't never take it for granted. The things of the Spirit, they, they drain away and get replaced by other things. So all of us, let's be stirred in our spirit. Amen? I want it. We've got n- not much time, so I do want to share something from the Word. I want you to open your Bible with me and have a look in Ezekiel. I just felt this drop into my heart, and I want to just encourage and stir us just as we finish church today. In Ezekiel forty-seven, you, you know the passage well, I'm sure. But for those of you who don't know it, it's a prophetic revelation that I, that Ezekiel got, and his revelation is of the river of God, the river of the Spirit of God, and. When you look at it, of course, the thing's like a mystery to try and work out what it is. So I just want to pick and touch a few highlights, but what you've got to see is this. It's not, what he saw was prophetic. God opened up for him a vision into heaven, and we saw something which is for the day we live in. What he saw is not some picture of something that's just in heaven. What he saw is the reality of what God wants to do in our hour the day we're here and we are the ones that fulfill this but you've got to believe this you've got to get to see this in your heart and life and so I'll just pick up a few thoughts out of this and he said then he brought me back to the door of the temple so what he was showing was he was shown a vision of the temple of God now he had no understanding perhaps really of what we would understand uh, since the ministry of Jesus Jesus said destroy this temple after three days I'll raise it up but he was speaking of his body And then the Bible tells us that you are the temple of God, for the Spirit of God lives in you. So God, what he's seeing here. He's seeing a vision of a heavenly temple and he's seeing a vision of something happening in that temple. But what you've got to do is translate that and say, actually, this is the church. This is us. We are the temple of the living God. And so what he saw was, he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was a water. The door of the temple, of course, is Jesus Christ himself. And there was water flowing under the threshold of the temple towards the east. And uh, verse 3 he said, uh, the man went out by the east with a line in his hand, measured 1,000 cubits and brought me through the water and it came up to my ankles. And he measured 1,000 cubits, brought me through the waters it came up to my knees, measured another 1,000 and brought me through and the water came up to my waist. And this was getting deeper, he measured another 1,000, it was a river that could not cross for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, water that could not be crossed. He said, have you seen this? They brought him back to the bank of the river. Now what you've got to see is that the pictures sometimes overlap And what he's showing with one picture, he repeats with another picture So here's the other picture He said, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side and on the other And he said, this water flows to the eastern region down to the valley And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed And it'll be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live There'll be a very great multitude of fish because the waters go there. They'll be healed. Everything will live wherever the water goes. It shall be fishermen shall stand by it. That's on the bank of the river. Uh, from Engedi to Engalem, and there will be places for the spreading of the nets and the fish will be of the same kinds of fish, the great sea, exceedingly men, but the swamps and marsh places will not be healed. They'll be given over to salt. Along the banks of the river, now here's on the bank of the river again. The bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food their leaves will not, wherever their fruit will not fail, there'll be a fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary and the fruit shall be for food and the leaves for medicine. Now I want you to see some things. He uses three pictures all to describe the same thing. Now most of the time when you look at it, it just looks like it's, it's just sort of like a big picture. But I want to show you what the three pictures are. Number one picture, he shows you a picture of a temple, the temple temple is the house of the living God, the temple is the people of the living God, you and I are the temple of God, the Spirit of God lives already within inside you and so, God, so he's revealing God's plan for the, for the temple and we'll show what that means in a moment The second picture he shows are trees, the trees who are by the water bearing fruit and that fruit is for the healing of the nations and then the third picture he, he shows is that of fishermen, evangelism standing on the banks of the river near the flow of the water and uh, reaching in where the water is flowing to bring in a harvest of fish now all of it is really about the same thing it's all about the end time harvest, the people of God you are the temple of God, now notice he says that he saw flowing out of the temple a great river, the river is the flow of the Spirit of God The river is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The river is God's presence in you and you letting the water flow. The river is God's presence in you. Jesus said in John 7 verse 38, he said, out of your innermost being, your spirit will flow rivers of living water and he was speaking about the spirit. So don't wait trying to pray for more to come down. Get what you got flowing. One of the problems the church Waits for God to do something. He's already done it. The problem is whether we will believe and let the rivers of God flow from our life. If you are waiting for God to bring something down, you'll wait and pray a long time. But if you believe that God has put his Holy Ghost in you, then you can be a house and a river of life wherever you go. Wherever you go, wherever you go, you are the house of God. Wherever you go, there's a river. Notice the nature of that. The first thing is, it flows. It flows. This is not something to do with your head or logical reasoning or anything like that. It is a stream of life that flows from within. If your life is in bondage, of course, that stream cannot flow. If you are in bondage to ungodly beliefs there's patterns of sin or or if you're shut down with depression and apathy, that river does not flow very strongly at all. But the river is to flow from within us. Get praying in tongues. That's one way you can start your river going. Rise up in the morning, begin to pray in tongues. Before you go to bed, pray in tongues. You probably stay awake half the night praying in tongues. So pray in tongues. Get the river flowing. Get the Spirit of God moving through your life. Start to speak God's promises over your life. The river flows. Now, you notice the second thing about the river is it always goes one place. It always goes to where people are in need to help them. Now, this is something that people overlook, and I've realized in teaching people how to move in the Spirit, this one picture of what this river does can help you overcome all fear of actually working and flowing with the Holy Spirit. Most people think if I stretch out to work with God, what will happen? I might fail, it might look bad. Listen, even if you muck it up and don't quite get it right, the Bible is absolutely clear if you will work with the Holy Spirit, this is what He's going to do. He's going to take you to people in need. There's nothing clearer. He will take you to people in need. He will take you to people who are unsaved. He will take you to people who are sick, who are depressed, who are in trouble. The river of God, if you will yield to it, will take you to people in need. It will never just take you into a meeting. You go to the meeting to stir your faith and to activate the flows of God, but actually the river will lead you to the needy. And so I realized that if you'll just step out and move in the Spirit, He'll always take you to where people are in need. The flow of the Spirit can be just a little thing like you feel in your heart to do something kind for someone. Uh, You feel like your heart to do an act of kindness. You feel to just bless someone, make them a cake, make them a meal, go visit them, show kindness. That's the river flow. It's nothing. See, you tend to think of it like some big spectacular thing, but actually it's the most natural thing. The river is a flow of compassion to people in need. You start to reach the needs of the poor. Start to reach people who are in trouble. Start to do anything to extend out to people who are less blessed than yourself. The river is starting to flow. And notice what so it flows. Second thing you notice about that river is it always goes to be, people who are in need. Third thing you notice is this: that if you will, that there is a journey of learning how to yield to the Holy Spirit. And notice he put him in the river And he took him 1,000 cubits Actually the distance of the river is flowing with the river Took him there And the water was ankles Then he kept going with the river It was knees Kept going with the river It was waist Then it was a river so deep Now here's the thing to understand God is wanting you progressively to learn how to surrender and heal so that you actually are not in control in that sense of trying to control what God does, but you actually learn how to work and flow with the Holy Spirit. One of the biggest problems is people are in control of their life because of resistance to God or fear or bondages they won't deal with, and it stops you actually enjoying what it is to be able to flow with God. Not only that, it's it's specific, it's 4,000. So 4,000 takes us from the, about the time of Ezekiel, it takes us around about to where we are now. 2,000 years from Moses, somewhere around about to Jesus, and about 2,000. But what I see, is, it's speaking of, as we get near the end time, the movement of God gets bigger and bigger and deeper and wider, and it becomes a flow of God's spirit. Now the problem is if you want to stay in control, you'll actually stay ankle deep. You have to learn to relax, and learn to surrender our life to the Holy Spirit, and learn to let the Spirit of God work through us. It's not hard. Start praying in tongues. Start to identify the things that tend to consistently resist God. Make a decision to deal with that. Then begin to start to ask God to open doors, opportunities. Start to pray for the opportunity. You notice that river flows. Everywhere the river goes, life goes. Life. Life, 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 life. Not religion. Life. Life. Life is spontaneous. Life it's joyful. Life brings health and healing. That's the life of God. That's why if our life starts to shut down and you start to find yourself heavy and depressed, the river is starting to diminish in your life. Start to get into the word of God, get into prayer, start to build expectation. God is willing to use me. God will use anyone. And see, that's, what, that's why I said what I said when we were praying for Owen. Because I could feel in the atmosphere. He's only two years ago, he's sitting in jail, watching the sparrows and the ants. (laughs) Now he's on a platform in some nation watching the crowds come to Christ. Now that's the grace of God, absolutely. But What it does is it tells us that God can take anyone who's available. Uh, I don't think everyone's called to do what Owen does, but everyone is called to be available to God and you're available to God, perhaps not in other nations, but you're available where you are in your family, in the community, in the school wherever we are, we need to be available for God to work through See, that's a daily commitment to be available second thing you noticed was at the banks of the river, and the banks were trees so this is the same picture that when our life becomes rooted in Christ see the river, the, the tree planted on the bank of the river has a deep source of water and it draws fruit. This is the man who you know, it talks in Psalm 1. He sits not in the seat of the scornful, and so on, so walks not in the way of the ungodly, but his trust is in the Lord. His Lord, does he, in his word, does he meditate day and night? He'd be like a tree planted by the river. This is being grounded in God, personal, spiritual, devotional life. He said, bring forth fruit. Now, fruit is what shows up in your life, the fruit of love and joy and peace. It's the fruit people eat in your life not the methods, it's the fruit. People want to see the love of God. They want to see that you're authentic, that you've got something. Now here's the interesting thing. Whatever God gave you, you've got to give to someone else. And if you'll give it away, it'll get more. There's nothing sure. Whatever revelation God gave you, just pray now, I'm going to find someone I can share what he's given me with. I was interested, I was re- reading a scripture this morning and Jesus said, John 17 verse 3 said, Father, I finished all the work you gave me finished everything you gave me, and then he said, he said, I have given them, I've manifested your name, in other words, I have been like a tree that was good fruit and manifested your life and nature, I've been a loving person, second thing he says is, I've given them your words, the ravers you gave me, I gave them, so whatever God's given you, by revelation, whether being in this church and private life, your life experience, that is something someone needs. Your breakthrough is the catalyst for someone else to break through. Your testimony helps them. You don't have to be a great preacher. Take people into your experience and let them feel your experience. and They'll come too. And so we're to be trees. And those trees are for healing of people. It's not pretty trees to be sitting in church. They're trees by the river that bring forth fruit for nations, not just for here, also for the nations of the world. And then the last one said, and he saw on the banks of the river fishermen there casting their nets So again, the whole picture, you can't miss it, is one of reaching the harvest of souls This is the purpose God gave you the Holy Ghost It's to help you live a life that can witness that Christ is real Jesus is real He's very real, and he's inside you. Stir up what you've got and believe someone as ordinary as you. Listen, if someone who's been dealing drugs, running guns, being in gangs, can be lifted up like that, surely something good could happen in your life too. Yeah, hey? That's a great inspiration, that something could happen. You've just got to ask yourself the question, what's stopping me? And will I do something about what's stopping me? And let's go for it. Isn't that right? Where's Bill? Bill, Bill, you're 94. I want to pray for you today. They'll just come on quick, Bill. No, you can't be quick at 94. <laughs> I, I can be quicker than you. Sorry about that. Just come. There you go. There we go. 94, you're not going to be quick anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I love? This is what I love. 94 and you're alive and passionate for Jesus. Just the last thing I did before I left was I prayed over a whole group of, of uh, little uh, brochures for him to give out to the unsaved. You know, you still got them? I suppose they're half gone already, have they? Not quite. There's hundreds and hundreds of them. I've prayed for so many that God sent it. Well, oh, God wants to touch you today. Lord, let the river flow. Holy Ghost, come on him today. Mightily anoint him today. Let the rivers flow. Let the presence of God flow. You know, this is an hour for us to be witnessing. Katie Ann, quickly come. Just come and stand. You know, the river flows. It's a flowing river. I'll need someone to be. Holy Ghost, come on here today. Let your power fall on her right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, let the mighty rivers of God flow. Give a boldness to witness in Jesus' name. There it is. Look at that. See? Rivers on you now. Fire of God. But we need the whole church to become alive to the area, at least in faith, to be witnessing for people and see people touched by the power of God, okay? Touched by the power of God, touched by the power, come oh, on, just come, just lift your hands. God is here to help you and stand to you thank you, Lord. Lord, let your power just come like a mighty river, let it flow with boldness, authority to witness to people. Lord, give her great boldness, let her no longer be content where she is, but let her Faith, rise in Jesus' mighty name. There it is, presence of God's all over you right now. Holy Ghost, give him more, more, <laughs> more. <laughs> See, God is here. God wants us alive to harvest, alive to our city, Napier and Hastings, and the people who are lost. In that right? Quickly, quickly, stand. Someone needs to get behind him, quick, in a hurry. There you go. Holy Ghost, come, fire on his life right now, fire. Let him start to get some souls saved. And, People won. Man, I believe our church, we, well, I've seen what God can do. And I believe we should be stirred again and encouraged in our hearts to pray. Pray for souls. One thing I realized, which was quite a help for me uh, in the church I was talking to, we never invite anyone to anything until we've prayed consistently day by day for some several weeks. I thought, boy, that really registered. And I think what's happened is many times we have asked people to do this or do that, uh, we haven't undergirded it with prayer, believing prayer. Wouldn't it be great if we could stand in agreement for believing prayer to touch people? Amen? Okay, just before we finish, uh, I wouldn't want to finish this service without asking us If there's anyone here today that doesn't know Jesus, it'd be a great day to come to know Jesus. Great day to receive Jesus Christ as your Saviour. Just with our eyes closed right now. Just close your eyes just for one minute. One minute. Are you here today and don't know Jesus? it would be a great day for you to receive Jesus into your heart and life. Great day for you to receive Jesus, become a Christian. Christian's a person who made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. We're born into this world separate from God. It's a decided choice to receive Christ, to trust Him with our life and with the brokenness, sin and failure of our life. It's a conscious choice to believe that He can change me and will change me but you could make that decision today. Would you like to raise your hand if that's you today, ready to become a Christian, see one hand over there. Is anyone else here today? Anyone else? Just any other person say, I wanna become a Christian today. I wanna give my life to Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else? This is the most important decision you'll ever make, is to first step to start with Jesus. And after that, all the steps are following him. Are we ready, anyone else? I wonder today how many people felt God stir you in your heart and you say, oh my, I need to rise in faith and expectation and prayer to let the river of God flow through me. If that was you today, why don't you just raise your hand so I'm feeling God speaking to me today. I need to start to fire up. Praise the Lord. Absolutely wonderful. So let's just stand now and wonder if we could pray for the girl who's just giving her heart to the Lord. Don't you come up to the front there? Come on, just give her a clap as she comes up and let's just pray for her to receive Jesus Christ. Wonderful. It's always wonderful when people receive Jesus. Always wonderful. Amen. God bless you. Me, someone you've bought, is it? Hey, God bless you. Don't be embarrassed. We're all family here. I want you all to just close your eyes with me. we pray the sinner's prayer together. Terry, the, the sinner's prayer is just a prayer to open your heart to Jesus. When you pray it, he will hear you. So we're all going to pray it together. Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. Father in heaven, I come to you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I turn away from sin. I turn to you. I receive you as my Savior. Please forgive all of my sins. Give me a fresh start. I receive your Spirit into my heart and I give you my life today. Before heaven and earth, I declare Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, my friend forever. Thank you, Lord, for Terry today. We just bless you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, Lord, today, receive receiver into your kingdom, your family. Thank you, Lord, today for the work you're doing in her heart. Lord, let your presence and love touch you right now. Touch your Lord fall upon her. There it is. You feel the presence of God. He loves you dear. He loves you. It's a new day for you, a fresh start. Whatever's happened, Jesus wrote away. He's just wiped away all record of it. From his perspective. You're like a beautiful newborn babe in his kingdom. Touch your Lord. Increase your love and alive. And you feel the presence of God on you. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? God is real and he's personal. How wonderful. Lord, touch it today, Father, in Jesus' name. I just break every generational curse. Spirits that have come through the family line that have opposed the gospel, I break their power today. Let it go, in Jesus' name. Lord, let your peace rest on them. Amen. Let's give Terry a great clap and welcome into (laughs) God's hand. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you. Why don't we just link hands again one more time? Let's pray for our city and region. Pray that God will open doors of opportunity for you to witness to someone to let someone know that we have a Savior. He's alive. He's real. He's powerful. Pray for people's hearts to open. Come on, let's lift our voice now for our city. Let's lift our voice for our region. Let's lift our voice for our friends and family. Father, let there be an awakening of your Spirit in our hearts, a stirring to prayer. Let the spirit of prayer come upon us powerfully. Let faith rise in the midst of our hearts to break through resistance and indifference and apathy and to touch and impact the hearts of people. Lord, we honor you today. We thank you that someone reached out to us. And we thank you, Jesus. You gave your very best for us, Hallelujah! We are here. Let's give Lord a lot of claps, shall we? We're going to need some help at the end of the meeting to shift seats. Please, guys, stay around the back and help us, will you?